Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Today we're talking about Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World that came out in 1998, and boy did it not age well. I'm Candice, and with me is my co-host, Arzu. Hello. And our special guest, Suara. Hey, Suara. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And you chose this movie. Yes. I'm, yes, I'm I saying did. This, he I'm wants to make us hurt. You. <laughs> yeah, we've been like kind of keeping this to the side. We're like, we'll eventually get to it. <laughs> and then you're like, I, Pocahontas 2. And I mean, we're like, oh no. Listen, if Aladdin 2 or Aladdin 3 or Little Mermaid 2 were still available, I would have chosen one of those in a heartbeat. But this is one of the only other Disney straight to videos that I could remember. As a kid, you know, I enjoyed it because, you know, we were just talking before the recording like Arzu and I, like we love Pocahontas and just generally seeing her. And as kids, we weren't really thinking about what they were saying on screen. No historical context or understanding of like racism and colorism. Now watching it as an adult, this movie's just a big yikes all around. And let's discuss it. Yeah. And as a kid, I actually hated this. (laughs) <laughs> but not because of racism, because I didn't. You knew also, before like, we did. <laughs> no, it was because she ended up with John Rolfe, and I felt like mm-hmm. that just like ruined the first movie with John Smith, and they're all like, "Oh, I would rather li- like die a thousand times." But how never- bold a move! <laughs> how bold a move for Disney to have their teenage, I assume, protagonist. <laughs> fall in love with a guy and that's usually like the be all end all of their life and then in the Mm -hmm. sequel she moves on from her (gasps) ex and gets somebody new like how bold of them to do that technically i think that was kind of progressive for disney at the time i guess and they were also trying to be historically accurate no, they weren't. Because- <laughs> Let's be real. Okay, so in the trivia, it includes... She's an adult. Loosely- Already they've lost that one. Yeah. <laughs> loosely based upon the real-life Pocahontas trip to... Right. England. And it's like Extremely loosely, loosely based. <laughs> loosely in that she went to England. And that's where it ends. That's where the... That's where the accuracy ends. Okay, and can I just, like, give you guys, like, a little historical detail? Please. Okay, because this is like something that's always bugged me is I love the first Pocahontas movie too. Like it was amazing. The music I still love. And I did research and I got like, you know, a little biography that was meant for kids of Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. And I remember this vividly. She dies on the way back from England to America. Yeah. So the end of the movie, she's about to die. (laughs) I mean, okay. So first (sighs) of all, She's not, you know, a teenager at the end of the movie. So already she's beat the historical record. Right. Yeah. She dies at 21. Oh, damn. I thought she was younger. No, she's 21. Yeah. She's she 18 in the first one. And yeah. And she had a kid. Oh, at the no, time. I mean, like, like in real life, I thought she was younger when she died. So damn it. Still, oh, sorry, she's 20, oh, she was 21 in real life. Right. 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 That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> in my notes oh my god i have four pages of notes guys <laughs> i just have i am so scared of this movie mm-hmm. yeah. and i also put i don't know if it's better or worse that mel gibson isn't in this better better, better. on balance better so, <laughs> let's um, not add like a ra- virulent racist again to the mix yeah 
Yeah, there's a lot of racism in this movie. <laughs> there's enough racism in this movie. We don't yes. need. We don't need more. Yes. Yeah. He, um, John Smith, is played by Mel Gibson's brother, Donald Gibson. I honestly, until you told me that, just thought it was Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like uh, so, until three days ago. <laughs> just mm. mind blown. So we see the intro, and like John Smith straight up kills a guy. Like, did he though? He like tossed him out like a really tall tower. So no, but the guy was okay. I th- I thought I remember oh. like the guy like landing on something. No, that was in like the the prison break. Oh yeah. Oh okay then. <laughs> Can I just say that th- they're coming to arrest John Smith and they don't you know knock on the door and come in like they should. They're like sneaking in like they want to kill him. Like, I did not realize until they said, by order of the king or whatever, you're under arrest, that they were there to arrest him. I'm like, oh, assassins. Because that's how they're behaving. Okay, so here's what bothered me about this scene. So they claimed, you know, we're coming to arrest you for treason against the king. So yeah, like, John, I was like, yeah, John Smith, uh, the monarchy is awful. Just stay, just yeah, like, go ahead and be treasonous. (laughs) Fine. And... You know, this could be a great story about resisting the monarchy, but alas, they just just solve racism by the end of it. So it's fine. No, but like, you see, again, it irks me because it's like within the the film universe's own logic, it's not logical. And just I I I just like flew up my hands and like for the rest of this, I just give up with this movie. I didn't realize till you just pointed it out that, yeah, he's going, oh, well, you must be looking for Radcliffe. I'm like, but why would they? Mm hmm. Because why would the, they? <laughs> the settlers like staged a revolt and threw Radcliffe in a boat back to England, but there was like no reason for them to. Right. Like point. I mean, for by the king's logic, yeah. Wow, people have consequences. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we go back to America, and Pocahontas finds out that like she knows John Smith is dead, and she's like mourning him. Also, like how many animal psychics does one Disney princess need? <laughs> because All of she them. has. She's Nico a Native American. Lit- and Percy, the dog that belonged to Ratcliffe, is like now part of the gang, which is nice, you know? Yeah. I have in my notes that when he sees his old owner and he gets scared, that made me really sad. Oh, yeah, it was. But anyway, yeah, she's the Native American princess. So obviously she needs all the animals because Native Americans just have a natural thing with animals. Like that's that's just science, <laughs> you know? Not racist at all. <laughs> Can I just so, say before we go on to like the actual plot that Nakoma deserves better and she needs a friend who won't run away all the time. Oh my God. I have that. Yes. I said I feel bad for Nakoma. Yeah, I like that in the first movie, like she has a female best friend who's also human. Mm-hmm. Because usually Disney princesses just have animal friends other than like Tiana, but that's mm, later on. True. In an ideal She actually scenario. becomes an animal. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a, a whole, whole... That's a whole thing. Other thing. <laughs> that's a whole thing. I just was re-watching Emperor's New Groove because we just did Kronk's New Groove. And I was like, mm-hmm. there's a whole genre of people of color starring in animated movies and turning into animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it. I'm surprised uh, Pocahontas didn't turn into something. Aladdin and Jasmine didn't turn into anything, thankfully. Well, actually, oh no! You watching the Aladdin animated series? Well, in the oh. series, they're movie, they're human the whole time. Right, right. Thankfully, yeah. in the movies, but there's one time in the uh, Aladdin animated series where Jasmine is cursed to turn into a snake person. And, I remember that. 
Right? And she's also yeah. a mermaid in one. And also, she's a mermaid in one. Um, but anyway, at the end of it, you know, where she thinks she's going to be lost forever as a snake person, Aladdin so sweetly decides to become a snake person with her as well. Oh, and it's just like, it's the sweetest thing, honestly. Goals. Gold. <laughs> I have in my notes, Miko is straight up savage. Like, he's like eating a biscuit right in front of Percy. He, he cuts it in half and Percy's like, oh, he's going to share. And no, he just fits both in his mouth. I think Miko gets a great deal of pleasure out of bothering Percy, which honestly, <laughs> fair. Yeah, they're like siblings. It's the basis nice. of their entire dynamic yeah. is Miko antagonizing him. Was Billy Zan, who plays Don Rolf, trying to do a British accent? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I was trying to think back to Titanic. I'm like, is that just what Billy Zane sounds like? He's American. So he doesn't have one of those like weird like halfway in between accents? I don't know. I feel like that's what he sounds like in Titanic. Could I? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's is it how, what it sounds like. It was very strange, though. It was very, very strange. John Ralph just hears the name Pocahontas. Somebody's talking like, oh, Pocahontas wouldn't let war happen. And he just like assumes that's the chief. He doesn't do any research or ask anyone else. He just overhears like this one conversation why and he goes to the he? tribe. He shows up well, to yeah, a sovereign nation. Like, why can't you just let King James run your shit? Like, you know? So why would uh, he yeah. do any research? He just assumes he- things. They just assume the chief will spend months away from his people to talk to, to go King to, James. Yeah, King James wouldn't come over there, though. No, he can't. That's just not done. I know. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. the uh, audacity of the British. Feel like they can go anywhere and just roll over everything they claim. Because, you know, the, one of the other European nations hasn't claimed it yet. So they're the only ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Love the colonizing era. Gotta love it. <laughs> also, during this, one of the tribe members says they mean to destroy our sacred land. And Pocahontas is like, is that what they want? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that exactly is what they want to do. Want. Did you not meet Radcliffe in the other movie? <laughs> like, I think they just, okay, from a writing perspective, I think what these writers got so wrong from the first film was that Pocahontas was never naive. She was smart she just wanted to reach out with diplomatic effort but she also called out you know like whatever the the british colonizers were trying to do in the first one and she had a conversation that's the whole basis of colors of the wind yeah you know it's in the song like you think you own whatever land you land on the earth is just a dead thing you can claim so she's not naive about any of this she knows that there are british people who want to come do that and she has to like maintain like a back and forth if like they want to come and set up like a colony. I don't know. Like, but the thing is they've already done that. Right. They've already done that. Yeah. So that's what I don't understand. They've set it up. And then she's like, well, is that what they want? Going? Yeah. Cause you were in Jamestown five minutes ago. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's like, oh, Pocahontas says it's not wrong. It's okay, we're here, guys. All white people, we're good. Why could not she have just been like, we can, like, instead of, is that what they want? Maybe they can be reasoned with. Maybe they'll change their mind. And then the rest of the plot can unfold exactly the way it does. And it's just her trying to talk them out of it instead of going there to determine whether or not they want to do the exact thing they're already doing right in front of her face. Okay, so Pocahontas <laughs> decides to go in her father's stead to England. 
on the ship, the dog gets drunk on rum. <laughs> uh, the captain was about to cut her. Like, he had to sort out, was going to stab her. Yeah. Yeah. John Ralph, was, like, stopped him. And she's like, oh, that's hot. Because it's like the second time he did it, right? There was somebody mm-hmm. in, in Jamestown, too, who was just ready to smack her for knocking his biscuits over or whatever. Yeah, and like that's what makes her attracted to him, that he makes sure somebody doesn't like perform a hate crime. I will say the one line I like is when she's all upset at John Rolfe for interfering, and he's like, I beg your pardon, and she's like, fine, you have it, and walks away. I'm like, that, okay, that was great. Yeah. This energy the whole time, please. Yeah, this was like doing the barest minimum of making sure I'm not hit by someone is like... He's doing Not his job. Real. This is literally <laughs> yes. his job. Literally just his job. Just not even the bare minimum <laughs> of like. It's like what? going to an Arby's and getting your sandwich and being like, that person loves me. <laughs> I'm just like, sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, you guys ready to talk about what a day in London? Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine, let's do it. So we got a song here which is pretty much an introduction of like the british people the white people because pocahontas is the first person of color to ever set foot in london yes and everyone's like amazed by her she climbs a tree and they're like what is that she's flying no she climbed a freaking tree (laughs) (laughs) this song and honestly like the whole setup of london what they do it's i realized watching it it's an it's a very bad impersonation of beauty and the beast of the bell song oh yeah oh, and yeah. yeah and the housekeeper is just like a rip off mrs potts yep oh the housekeeper uh, mrs jenkins is is played by gene stapleton who is e- edith bunker on all in the family no oh. Yeah, that's why her voice sounded so familiar because, like, all the family would play at Nick at Night. Wow. I never watched that, actually, so it wasn't familiar to me. Like, I just thought, like, oh, yeah, Mrs. Potts ripoff. Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Mrs. Jenkins, like, runs John Rolfe's household, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so John goes to the king and is like, I didn't bring the chief, but I got the princess. They call her princess. And she gets invited to the ball and be like, prove she's not a savage. And he's like so upset because he's like, how can that be? Like, uh, <laughs> he has so much faith in her. He's like, you can't help but be outrageously savage, obviously. Exactly. Uh, uh, okay. Here's something yeah. that didn't make sense to me when she's getting ready for the ball is that she goes running out in her underwear, which is basically a long sleeve shirt and long pants. Right. And he freaks out because she's essentially in her bra and underwear. Mm. So he's like, no, you're in your underwear. So then she gets half dressed, puts on like the, you know, the the corset and her hoop skirt, still not wearing her actual dress. Then it's fine. Then she can go outside. I'm like, she's still in her bra and underwear, though. Only it doesn't seem to bother him anymore. And I couldn't figure out why that wasn't a problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got no idea. Okay, you guys ready to talk about the worst thing about this song? <sighs> they what? literally lighten her skin with powder. Mm. It bothers me so much. 
And if it was just unaddressed and it's just like, you know, you're wearing makeup because everybody wears makeup and everybody looks really cosmetically done up or whatever, I would let it go. But then they make this whole thing about her like washing it off later. Yes. And I'm like, oh, Uh, that was a statement. Yeah. I think. Wait, when did this movie come out again? 1998. So right. Okay. So like. Mulan probably hadn't come out yet or was in like the zeitgeist or anything because like it did remind me of, you know, while Mulan sings Reflection and she wipes away her makeup. But that's like not even though it is like white makeup, it's not necessarily Mulan came out the same year. Right. Mulan right. came out the same year. But it's a different choice for Mulan because with Mulan, it's they have painted her up to the beauty standard of the other girls around her, but the other exactly, girls around her are right. still Chinese. Right. Absolutely. So whereas this was like her, tr- absolutely. Whereas this was like her trying to look whiter specifically. Yeah. And yeah, again, in Mulan, you can tell like everyone knows that's not the people's natural skin tone. Like no one's like bleached white, you know, like everybody's so, made up the same way. Exactly. But yeah, like, so this is still very explicitly colorist and racist, what we see here with the lightening of her skin. And in a way, like, you know, really, it's like tragic because like you have in a lot of South Asia, and I think the Middle East, like skin bleaching uh, products, which are super harmful. I mean, we were talking about this, Candace. Yeah, her. Yeah, I'm half Indian, and I was like shocked when like I would go over there because I'm fairly fair. My whiteness (laughs) takes over sometimes when I don't get any sun, and people really prize the lighter skin. And yeah, there's Mm -hmm. literally face bleach. Like there's ads everywhere. Like it's awful. It's it's insane, and that's really I think what really like stuck out to me. I was like, yep, nope. This is when John Rolfe is like, oh, you're beautiful. Mm. Okay, can can we talk about this relationship for a second? Because where was the real chemistry? And again, like, I think that the first moment that they, you know, connected was like, oh, he prevented like a hate crime being done upon her. But other than that, did y'all detect like real chemistry between them? Uh, No, she and John Smith have more (laughs) chemistry. Not in this movie. Right. In the last one. <laughs> yeah. The only thing you can think is like Mrs. Jenkins is like, if John promises something, he keeps it. Pocahontas is like, oh, man of his word. Bare A minimum. Man who keeps his promises. Barest minimum. <laughs> okay. Like there, there's one moment in the first Pocahontas that was cut out. Like you can see it on YouTube. It's on some of the DVDs. It's like a, the if I never knew you sequence, which was released for like one of the anniversaries. A really good but it wasn't, sequence. Yeah. It's such a beautiful sequence. And the thing is, in those two minutes that got cut out of the movie, Pocahontas and John Smith convey so much more emotion and closeness and chemistry and connection than she does with John Rolfe in the entirety of this movie. Mm -hmm. I love that song so much. It's heartbreaking. If I never knew you. Sorry, you can resist. No, it's so good. Beautiful. And you you would never quite hit that in this movie. Not once. And yeah, by the time they're done, by the time they're at the ball, they're like almost kissing. I don't get it. They were on that ship for a while. It takes a while to get to England. Then why do they act like they just met when they get to England? Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. dynamic mm-hmm. is, is the same as if they flew from Virginia to London. Exactly. Right. Yeah. If, 
feels like they barely know each other still. And like he could have been prepping her on the shit, you know? Yeah, so the, much. Yeah, that's true. He he could have been especially sort of teaching she, her what to be, but no. Yeah, especially if she was going to meet the king all the time, like the entire time. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. So they go to the ball. There's a lot of drunk people there. I'm like surprised Disney's just like, oh, look, this guy's just passing out because he drank so much. Well, Sleeping Beauty did that, right? This is 1998, Barzu. I know, but Sleeping Beauty was like the 50s. They did it then. They'll do it in the 90s, right? Okay. 90s was a wild time. (laughs) The 90s (laughs) makes no sense. I mean, we got this movie, so really. Yeah, fair. The same year as Mulan. That just hurts me so much. The what? It's the same year as Mulan. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know where all the money went that year. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to talk about Yuta Makin. I cannot say that name. But yeah, he goes to the ball too. And damn, the ladies oh, yeah. are like, hey. I can see why he <laughs> stayed in London. He's like, this is going to work out much yeah. better for me than it would back home. Yeah. Yeah. Did he just like marry Mrs. Jenkins or is he just like dang He's just with living her? with her now. They're just, okay, yeah, just, they're just shacking up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Jenkins and every other woman in London is just like, damn. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to climb you. Yeah. Oh, God. He was smile. He like smiled the first time you see him smile. Is like the ladies are like, hey. And he's like, hey. <laughs> he's like, sorry, Pocahontas, I'm not going back. Oh, my God. But okay. how much of a mood was it? Maybe not Maybe not for the two of you, but it was such a mood when the Herald is trying to announce him at the ball and keeps getting his name wrong. I'm like, if that wasn't every supply teacher I ever had growing up trying to say my name, I'm like, what a mood. Uh. Yeah, no, my parents gave me American name for that one reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. There's so much in this. So much in this. How terrible was the song at the ball? Because truly, I forgot so how it was in the movie. bad. I forgot that too. It was just like, I don't understand the point. It's like, we understand Radcliffe is bad as the audience. And just, I guess the song was for the king to try to make him have doubts about Pocahontas. But also like, I know. Is, it, it's just is magic real in this world? <laughs> well, I mean, she learned English from a tree. Yeah. In 10 seconds. No, looking inside her heart, Arzu. Yeah. Sorry. And After you she will talked understand. to the tree about it. The tree made her look inside her heart. To no English. Okay, that was the other thing that I was telling both of you yesterday. That she's all mad at John Smith for never writing to her. But then as soon as she gets to London, she's like, so many signs. I wonder what they say. I'm like, so how are you going to read the letters he sent if you can't read English? The wind would have told her. <sighs> Grandmother Willow was going to read it to her. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have my notes. What the F is with this dinner entertainment? Just... I feel like that was a thing, though, wasn't it? Like bear baiting at parties oh yeah that part but like the magic oh okay yeah but yeah okay straight up animal abuse like Mm -hmm. yeah they're just literally torturing a bear for fun Mm -hmm. and of course Pocahontas is not okay with that I mean like who would be well these white people are (laughs) these white British people yep (sighs) weird with this movie where it feels you can see some of them actually doing this sort of thing and like being so cruel and awful but it's not framed in the way that it could be just saying it, it tries to frame them as misguided rather than willfully malicious, if that makes sense. Yes, because they did the same and, thing in the first one. Mm-hmm, same thing in the first one. 
where, I mean, you know, like kids, here's the thing. I don't think it like, you know, kids watching it, like, you know, we all did are going to like see it and think like, that's actually how it was. You know, it's like, I think it actually, you know, for me, you know, Arzu mentioned, or Candace, sorry, you mentioned having a uh, book about Pocahontas, kids book about it and like learning more about it. Like I had that too. And then like doing more research about it. So it at least sparks interest about what the real story was. And I think like most people know, like, you know, that's not how this actually was, you know, the dynamic of the British and those that they colonized. It's like, I, you know, Disney like needs to understand, and I think they are thankfully, you know, with more complex stories like Ryan, the last dragon, um, frozen and others that, you can have like these complicated stories about, you know, maybe issues between groups and find how you actually find common ground and understanding about what oppression actually is. But, you know, Disney still has a far way to go, but I'd say they've come a long way since 1995 and 1998 with these films. So yeah, that's my they're spiel. learning at least and they're, they're learning on yeah. more diversity behind the scenes, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're not and trying to solve racism in 90 minutes anymore. Mm-hmm. Ex- or, exactly. Or just oh say like God, racism yes. doesn't really exist. It's like mm-hmm. just a few people, you know, aren't great. And can we talk about like how like King James is like oh just God. like such a fool. Like she says he's a good king and he's like, I'm in. And then it's like Queen Anne is like the, the, like the smart one. Queen Anne is the one running that country. <laughs> but anyway, just, so Pocahontas yeah. gets imprisoned, and is she supposed to be killed? I think so. Like the Tower of London was for like where people would be killed at yeah. like sunrise. So yeah, Jeez, mortal peril. So you know who breaks her out of prison? It's the John Squared. Gasp! <laughs> John still- Smith is alive. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> okay, sorry. At the beginning of the film. We saw him like fall into the water. Obviously, he's not dead. That's and it wasn't that like large of a fall. Like, but it's how just bold a, would it stand- have been if they actually killed him? That would have been bold, but also like this is a 1998 Disney movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like that. That just like really annoyed me at the beginning. Like you can't actually think this guy is dead if you a you don't have a body. B it wasn't that long of a fall. And I, I know I shouldn't be like critiquing it that much. Oh, quote unquote, it's just a kid's movie, but I will critique it as I like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I will say? John Squared had a hell of a lot more chemistry than Pocahontas yes, did with either of them. They did. They really did. And like, I don't think that was the intention, but the snark and the, the one-upmanship, I'm like, you know, you know who's got chemistry is John <laughs> Rolfe and John Smith. That's what I had too. I said, feels like the Johns are flirting. I ship it. Yeah. yeah. How John's bold weird. would that have been in 1998? <laughs> hey, what if they became like a threesome instead? Yeah. Polyamory. Go for it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Thruple. Thruple, right? That's what they're called? Thruple? Yeah. Like okay. John Rolfe and Pocahontas can go back to Virginia. John Smith can go with them with his ship. And then when he wants to go explore, he can. And then he comes home to his to his loving couple. And that's that. And then there'll be a thruple. Exactly. We solved it. We solved it. Yeah. Solved it. Hire us, Disney. <laughs> After that, oh we're never getting hired by Disney. <laughs> so yeah, like Pocahontas and John Smith, like they hug and they're like, oh my God, you're alive. All this kind of stuff. But like there seems to be something between them, like not between them anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And John Smith realizes that John Rolfe loves her. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird how it's presented. Like, you know, he he's like professing his love for her and like we're together again. That's all that matters. And, you know, she runs away. Okay. It's like also, also like where this irked me, <laughs> like the argument like they were having and John Smith saying, what do you expect her to do? Stay and get killed? Like, Dude, the last movie, you were all about like having peace with the Powhatans and just like standing up for them and maybe sacrificing your own life for the chief. And like now you're here saying like Pocahontas should just say like buzz off to her people and just what? He's changed so much. He had to change change so much. Or it wouldn't make sense for them to break up. Maybe he bumped his head on the way down. Yeah, because that's another thing. That's the main thing, like, also I didn't like as a kid, not just that she didn't end up with John Smith. It's like, this character is vastly different. Mm -hmm. And I, it reminds me, okay, so this is what it reminds me of. It's like the fan fiction trope of when you want to get the canon couple to break up, you make them, like, into, like, I think the trope is called Ron is a Death Eater. (laughs) Yeah. You just, like, make them evil or stupid or something just to break them up instead of having, like, a legit reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, so that's what it reminded me of. It's, like, just making John Smith not who he was in the first one to make it understandable why Pocahontas would go for John Rolfe. Yeah. It was to be historically accurate. (laughs) Because that's what she ended up with in real life. This is the movie. So, yeah, I have my notes. I'm like, wow, that was a quick breakup. Because, okay, so there's a fight. They, She goes back to the king and she's like, hey, don't do that. Don't do the racism. And the king's like, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no racism no, from us. No, no, but specifically it's because, like, John Smith showed up and said, and he told you I was dead. What else did he lie to you about? Like, no, he didn't lie. He thought you were dead. Like, <laughs> it's just, this makes no sense. I, I don't understand, like, why any of this should be compelling to this racist colonialist king. It doesn't make sense. Because just... King James is all about the drama. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Makes so, sense. So, yeah, they have the race for their Mata before they go to, like, the Mata's going to, like, kill everybody, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, all her people. John Smith is like, oh, no, you shouldn't risk it, even though, like, all her people are about to die, John. Mm-hmm. So there's some sword fighting. I felt like it was really stupid. John Smith, like, he beat Radcliffe, but then he gives him back his sword. <sighs> I don't know. The drama. And, we got to have drama. Yeah. Then Radcliffe, like, points a gun at him, and then Rolf, like, saves his life. Mm-hmm. Even though, like... Ratcliffe could have, like, pulled that trigger and just killed John Smith. I think that's what Rolf wanted. <laughs> Let me get the competition out. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Rolf is promoted to, like, assistant to the king or something. And then Smith gets his own ship to go exploring. And he's so excited. And he's like, Pocahontas, this is what we always wanted. Which Pocahontas literally sang a whole song just around the river bend about finding adventure and exploring and saying she wanted to do that with John Smith in the last movie. And then she's like, nah. <laughs> okay, that entire song, Just Around the Riverbend, was not about wanting to explore with John Smith. It's I Don't Want to Marry Coco, which honestly, girl, like, why? Why not? 
This is He's my soapbox. What? He doesn't know how to have fun. It wasn't about exploring with John Smith, but it was like about adventure. Yeah, about having something more. Yeah, which I guess Just she got. She went to England. She's like, you know what? The world I'm is done. racist. I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what true. she was like. Where things yeah. are about to get exponentially worse, but she doesn't know that. Oh, dear. Ah, this movie. <laughs> the implications so, of this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, so Pocahontas goes back on the ship to England. She's all alone, except with her, like, three animal sidekicks. <laughs> she needs more animal sidekicks. That's what she has to go home for. She should have yeah. gotten a corgi or something, too. Yeah, I'm like, yes. That's I'm trying to think of what a missing. British animal is. <laughs> <laughs> a horse. She could have got another she horse. Got horse no, she, she didn't get a horse. horse. She left it with her dad, so she should have got right, another right. horse. Right. Mm. <laughs> so... She's like looking out like Rolf didn't say goodbye to her. She's just looking up as, as as the boat goes sailing. And then all of a sudden she hears his voice. He's like, maybe someday we'll return to England. That's my English <laughs> Rolf, Billy Zane brilliant. impression. Listen, Billy Zane's Absolutely not doing brilliant. a British accent. I don't know why. Yeah, you, why you should I try? To. <laughs> you, did, you, did, and, you did a better job. And so they kiss. So she trades one white man, John, for another. <laughs> the end. Yay. Yay. Okay, so, oh my God, I went down a rabbit hole after this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for this. this oh, oh, I got I got stuck, guys. <laughs> this ending is hated by the majority of fans. Makes sense. Sorry, fans yeah. of this movie or fans of Pocahontas? Fans of the original Pocahontas. Okay. John Rolfe is one of the most unpopular Disney characters of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Dizzy noticed this and had when like the Dizzy princess couples, when they have like their princess with them, it's always John Smith, like mm-hmm. at the parks, at the merch, everything like that. I used to work at the Disney store and when we did limited edition dolls, it was Pocahontas and John Smith. Yep. So this like sequel is kind of like dismissed from Disney canon. Mm-hmm. Makes Even sense. though like Little Mermaid 2, Melody, like if you asked Ariel – at the parks about Melody, she'll talk about. Of course, her that's her daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think if you ask Pocahontas about John Rolfe, so I want to test that out now. Remind yes. me not to be there when you do, because I'll just, I'll just hide. <laughs> no, I was thinking about bringing one of my friends' kids with me and telling them to ask. Instead. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not going to be asking these grown women. <laughs> You just go up to her at Animal Kingdom and be like, so where's John Rolfe? And she'll be like, uh, who? I don't know him. <laughs> He's around, um, I guess. It just broke the Disney formula, you know? You know, the princess or prince for that matter, they cannot get with someone else that they were originally introduced to. Only one true love per prince and princess. I mean, Frozen did break that up but like that's true that's true Han Sorry. Was yeah. evil. <laughs> hashtag justice for hans <laughs> oh no oh no How hashtag hans was framed so yeah okay so if you know there's a disney wikipedia You're so right. i went to the john wolf page oh, and there's no. comments below <laughs> oh, good. so somebody did suggest that john wolf should be a surprise villain like han like a twist villain Someone said, so Pocahontas gave up John Smith to marry this piece of trash. (laughs) (laughs) And someone did defend him. I think Rolf deserves more respect. Anybody agree with me? 
no. (laughs) (laughs) And Mo certainly does not deserve the Scrappy-Doo treatment. (laughs) Scrappy-Doo? Oh, man. Okay, so yeah, the way the real John Rolfe and Pocahontas met was because she was captive and she was forced to convert to Christianity. Yikes on bikes. He he wasn't a diplomat for King James. He was a plantation owner in Virginia who had slaves. Great. And the reason that John Rolfe and Pocahontas went to England wasn't to make peace. It was because Rolf turned Pocahontas into kind of like a side show attraction, oh. which he referred to as the Dignified Savage. Oh. No. It was to promote English continued invasion and subjugation of the Native American people. Oh. And like we said, well, like I said before, Pocahontas on her way back home to America with her son and her husband died like... Right at the beginning of the journey. She was only 21. John Rolfe was cruel, violent, and a hateful man. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he was a slave owner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't get why they want to be historically accurate in this one regard. Right. It can, and also like, you know, she was a young teenager when she first met John Smith and there was never, who was like a middle-aged man. There was never any, thank God, as far as we know, romantic thing between them. Yeah. So like, but it's the Pocahontas movies, both of them, they're a complete fantasy in a lot of ways. It's a white person fantasy. It's a white person fantasy. Yeah. It's meant to sanitize colonialism, like the way these movies are presented. But, you know, as deeply problematic as it is, I think, you know, what I take from the first Pocahontas is really just everything up until the end of Colors of the Wind, because like, you know, there's some great songs gorgeous animation uh you know you just like avoid like ignore the politics if you can and just try to enjoy pocahontas as a character for who she is she's awesome she's badass she's like you know like and i've talked to like you know like friends of mine you know who are either like um latinx or indigenous and they're like yeah you know the first time i saw myself was in pocahontas and there's something worth in there, despite how it's probably like the most problematic of like most Disney films or one of the top problematic films. So of it is like what it modern is. era of like, modern we era, could, right? we could talk about Dumbo. We could oh, talk about Aristocats. Yes. yes. And Lady and the Tramp. We, we could go, yep. we could go on, but like, this is like the late. Yeah. This well, was, this is late nineties. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for the Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh, I like Let's this game. Let's do it. Okay. What do you think the critic score was? 19%. 30%. Oh, it's 29%. Oh, you got Sorry, it. Sorry, you win. Price is right. <laughs> yeah, price is right rules. <laughs> it says because the one critic said, because the first one wasn't historically inaccurate enough. <laughs> okay, what do you guys think the audience score was? 40%. 35%? You guys are both over. It was 28, lower than the critical. <laughs> oh. Oh, Someone said, this movie is so bad, I made an account specifically to give it the lowest <laughs> score possible. <laughs> That's petty. That's real petty. Oh, someone said, this movie stabbed me in the childhood. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is it, just it, like this is just making me want to listen to "If I Never Knew You" on a loop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's all this is making me want to do. Extremely fair. Colors of the wind. Mm-hmm. I will this. say, for all that I really do like the music in the first one, it is a little cringy when they try to both sides the racism. Oh God. Yeah. That's, oh, I'm like in the savages, the song. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, the, yeah, there's no, was, there's yikes. no both sides to this, y'all. There is no both sides to this. At They're all. like, look, we're not at that all. different. We both hate the same. It's like, <sighs> oh dear. It's 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 so it's so bad. They're like, we're so aggressive. Like, and you know what was so weird is if you've been to like Fantasia, Fantasmic, Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it's a lot of Pocahontas, and it's mm. like the Dig song, right? And some other ones, and I'm like, I don't get why featuring the so prominently when they've been trying to kind of keep themselves away from this. Isn't that because that's when Fantasmic mm. started? Was in the mid '90s? I, but they've updated it since then. Oh, then I have no idea. I thought I'm like they just kept the same show music. Then that's why. No, and it's like the Disneyland one is different. I think it would be fairly easy enough to switch it around a little bit. I don't know if it's just because they have like a guy who can swing around like John Smith. But you could just change that to Tarzan. It's fine. Honestly, he's right there. I don't know. Yeah, at the end when it's a happy ending, they're all on the boat. John Smith and Pocahontas are together and they're happy. There's no John Rolfe anywhere. I'll have to steal your girl. What if? Oh, no. What? (laughs) I I thought I have to say it. Imagine if they did like a third movie that showed like her breaking up with John Rolfe and going back with John Smith. Oh, (laughs) I went to... I went to archive of our own. Somebody's written that already. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's canon. AO3 always comes through. AO3 yeah, always I comes went through. to look and I was like, oh, there's a lot more John Smith slash Pocahontas than there are John <laughs> Rolf and Pocahontas. <laughs> and when there are John Rolf fix, it's like, bye, John Rolf. <laughs> oh, man. If you've seen this as a kid, I would suggest maybe rewatching it and just being like, oh, my God. Definitely do what top. we did, though. Tell your friends you're watching it. Tell them to stand by and then just text them your thoughts as you go because that makes it yep. that makes it yeah. a lot easier to take. That's basically what we did. Yeah. Or just watch it. Yeah. Watch it with someone. Don't watch yeah. it alone. Don't watch it alone. Because you need someone to talk to. After yes. This. Yes. It's just it's just like ye- yelling in your own like space, especially if you're in an apartment. And you don't want to like bother the neighbors or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or scare your dog. That too. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I did. I was like, what is this? Uh, uh, so, Suara, where can people find you online? Well, first off, thank you so, so much for having me. I had an absolute great time discussing this absolute horrific racist train wreck. Uh, <laughs> y'all can find me online on Twitter at Spider Swars. I'm also a co-host of the Middle Geeks podcast and Into the Spider Cast. And I'm a writer and assistant editor for ButWhyThoughPodcast.com. So please check out all of those. Okay. And you can find Arzu and I at TheGeekyWaffle.com, Geeky underscore Waffle on Twitter. And... Geeky Waffle everywhere else, including TikTok. Go look at videos of my dog. We are also on Patreon now, the Geeky Waffle. Oh, yes, we're on Patreon. Thank you, Arzu. It's patreon.com slash the Geeky Waffle. And we have some really cool things there that possibly, you know, might interest you, including Including some future Geeky Waffle After Dark. 
long, long promised, long promised, long promised. Yes, we will be getting syrupy soon. (laughs) We hope you have a happily ever after and to the sequel where you dump the first guy and just traded him for a new one.